Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Why, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Talking to all of you is definitely the highlight of my week, so I hope it's also the highlight of your week. Um, Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Mary Ellen Dance because... Well, I love to stay connected, but that's also where I give a lot of updates about the podcast, upcoming news, all that good stuff. All right. So last week, I started a little mini series on family and holiday stress in preparation for this lovely holiday season that we're currently in. If you haven't heard last week's episode, make sure you go and listen. But if you have, I hope you did not spend last week diagnosing all the roles of your family. But let's be honest, I know that you probably did. (laughs) So with that being said, we're aware of some of our family roles. We're aware of some of our family communication styles that we want to stay away from. So is it that easy? Like, does that mean that our holiday is going to be, you know, all smooth sailing and happy? Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but it isn't quite that simple. Hence why I made this a little bit of a series to talk about lots of different aspects of holidays and family. So today, I want to really focus on the fact that sometimes you can be around your family and it's great. And you can sing holiday music and decorate trees and go ice skating and it's all just lovely and picturesque. And other times... You feel like you cannot survive another minute with your family, even though you've only just arrived. So I want to talk about that today and debunk that. And, you know, there's many, many reasons for this. But one of the biggest I want to talk about today is a little thing called triggers. All right. We've probably all heard this word before. Well, I hope we've heard this word before. But it basically means a cause. What causes events? What causes behaviors? What causes our emotions or our feelings? Us in the therapy world, I'm going to be honest, we love the word trigger. We talk about triggers all the time. And one of the biggest reasons we love the word trigger is because if we can understand the causes or triggers, see what I did there? then maybe we can prevent things from happening. So for example, if I know that a certain situation is a cause or trigger for my anxiety, then I can avoid that situation and therefore avoid experiencing anxiety. Or I can be extra prepared when I'm in that situation in order to effectively manage my anxiety, right? So us in the therapy world talk about triggers all the time because if we can increase our self-awareness of our triggers, that's going to help our emotional response. That's going to help us feel better. So with that being said, how do we increase self-awareness around triggers? I'm really glad you asked. And the answer is super complicated. Get ready. It's very complicated. The answer is 
we start paying attention. Literally, we just pay attention. We look at things like, hmm, I felt really anxious today. What was happening when my anxiety started? What led up to my anxiety? Is there anything that happened last night that maybe triggered me to kind of wake up feeling anxious? Is there anything going on that's different than typical today that may have led to my anxiety? Now, right now, I am using anxiety as an example, but this works for any type of emotion or behavior. People often will talk about triggers when it comes to drinking alcohol or using drugs. Uh, People will talk about triggers when it comes to being in an unhealthy relationship with fights, uh, depression, really anything. But just for the sake of today's episode, I'll use anxiety as an example. So building our self-awareness around triggers is so amazing. And you may be thinking, oh, well, you know, I know being stuck in traffic can trigger my anxiety. Well, yeah, but let's dive deeper into that. What else is going on? Why is it that sometimes you're in traffic and you're fine? That's a big thing that us therapists look at in the therapy room. And so not only can looking at our self-awareness around our triggers help us to avoid our triggers or to be more prepared when feeling triggered, but it also just in general helps us to understand what's going on for us, right? We all have different personal thresholds for things. And the more we're aware of our own thresholds, boundaries, triggers, the more we can effectively handle our shit. Like seriously, at the end of the day, it's about keeping ourselves in check, keeping ourselves emotionally secure and safe and actually happy. All right. So now that we understand that it's important to recognize our triggers, increase our self-awareness around our triggers, all of that good stuff, you may have noticed that I've mentioned a few times that we can either avoid our triggers or effectively manage our triggers when we can't avoid them. So let's first chat about avoidance of triggers. So avoid is usually said in a pretty negative way. But when avoiding triggers, that's actually positive. I know, I'm throwing a curveball at you. Here's the thing, though. A lot of us, and by a lot of us, I mean every single one of us in this world, have these things called egos. Don't know if you've ever heard of it. So our egos come in and they're like, hey, avoiding makes you look weak. You should be able to suffer your way through your triggers. I'm sure many of us can relate to this. But at the end of the day, that's just silly. So an example of what I mean is oftentimes people living with an alcohol addiction will have their ego come into play when someone tells them to avoid their triggers. And let's say a trigger is being in a bar and their ego will come in and say, Oh, I need to go to a bar to test myself, to see if I can do it, to see if I can be there without drinking. You know, that'll show how strong I am. Like I shouldn't have to avoid my triggers. I mean, I get it, but you can unfortunately imagine what happens to people who try this. Spoiler alert, it typically doesn't turn out well. 
I have a client who feels these same things. Her and her parents have very different political views. Like, very different. (laughs) And my client gets really worked up about her parents' political views. And she says things to me like, Mary Ellen, I have to talk to them about it. I have to change their minds. I have to fight through the discomfort so we can work it out. Now, normally, I'm all about communication. Ask anyone who knows me. I over-communicate the heck out of everything. I'm also all about advocacy. It's so important to advocate for ourselves, our views we feel strongly about, social concerns, all of that. But with this example, we don't need to fight through our own anxiety in order to try to change our parents' minds about political views. Political views that they have probably had long before we were ever even born. I hate to break it to you, but that's going to end badly. So keep in mind when you're thinking, well, I should talk about this or avoiding is bad, right? I don't want to avoid this even though whatever this is increases my anxiety. Recognize that in those cases, if it's to protect our own emotional well-being, avoidance is okay. Avoidance is great. We do not need to go to those triggers that we know are going to cause us emotional turmoil. That's just self-sabotage. All right. So I have three examples of things to avoid with your family this holiday season. Examples of things that might trigger anxiety, frustration, sadness, angst, fights, yelling at your grandma, World War III, you name it. So the three triggers I want you to avoid. Trigger number one, political conversation. Just avoid it. Seriously. Don't be like my client who tries to talk about it with her parents and then gets sad and frustrated and it ends up leading her to panic attacks and loneliness. It is not worth it. All right, trigger number two to avoid, COVID talk. Now, this may be difficult because holidays will look very differently this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but unfortunately, COVID has become fairly political. People have strong views about masks and vaccines and all of it. Everyone, no matter what you believe or what your viewpoints are, everyone has high emotions regarding COVID-19. And when high emotions are at play, that's when the fights happen. So seriously, just avoid it. I mean, wear a mask, be safe, and shut up. Seriously. All right, trigger number three of things to avoid is alcohol. All right, hear me out on this one. I'm not saying you shouldn't drink with your family at the holidays if that's a privilege that you like to partake in. Go for it. What I am saying is overindulging because your mom is driving you crazy and your sister won't stop crying and everyone is asking you why you're, you aren't married yet or why you aren't pregnant yet or why you're raising your kids in the way that you're raising them or have you gained weight, right? It's not fun, the things that our families ask us. And overindulging in alcohol will not help. You guys, we're trying to get through the holidays peacefully, not waking up the next day hungover and embarrassed and having to call our grandmas apologizing. All right. So I'm not done yet. So far, we've recognized our triggers. We're avoiding them. 
we're recognizing some of the big triggers this holiday to avoid. And we recognize that avoidance of triggers is not a bad thing. That's keeping us emotionally safe. But what happens when we can't avoid our triggers, right? Like what if dad brings up politics or your brother-in-law just for fun tries to push your buttons? Yeah, that one's from experience. But what do we do then? You know, we're self-aware of our triggers and what will keep us emotionally safe. But now we're stuck in a house with our triggers right in front of us and our anxiety or whatever it is, is just creeping in. What do we do then? The answer is honestly really simple. And it's simple to say, but it's not simple in practice at all. The answer is to not engage. Like when my brother-in-law starts pushing my buttons and bringing up things that I did when I was an emotional, dramatic 16-year-old, engaging with him, fighting with him, defending myself to him is going to make my anxiety worse. Believe me. If, if, if you can imagine this, this is a real life example. It's okay. I love you, Ryan. <laughs> but literally, the minute we engage with these triggers, oh my goodness, game over. Our anxiety or whatever it is, is right there, right there. So one of my clients is a dog whisperer. Not really, but I think of her as a dog whisperer. She has worked with dogs in the past. She has two dogs of her own. She knows a lot about training, dogs' temperaments, all of that. She's very into it. So my client's friend decided to adopt a puppy. And this friend asked my client what she thought. And my client told the friend, bad idea. Not, I'm not sure why it was a bad idea, but probably related to reasons for adopting a dog, life circumstances, whatever it may be. But this friend of my clients adopted a dog anyways. And then guess what? This friend was calling my client daily, asking for advice to complain about the dog, to, to ask what they're doing wrong. And you know, of course my client would give her friend advice. And then the friend would not take the advice. And so this dog situation became a big issue and a big anxiety point for my clients. A big trigger. She would get so frustrated and anxious about the situation, but she felt like she couldn't avoid her trigger because she liked her friend. So we found a way to not engage with the friend about the dog, to take a step back to unfortunately bite our tongue, smile and nod, stop giving advice because it just pisses us off when the friend doesn't take the advice that we give. And guess what happened? My client felt a lot better. When she would think about it or see it, she would still get a bit frustrated because she's a human, but she was no longer anxious. She was no longer invested in the situation so much that it was just this huge trigger and stressor for her. She was no longer overwhelmed by it because she stopped engaging. So this is tough. I am not telling any of you to sit at the holidays and just, you know, ignore your family if they bring something up. But if we don't engage, if we don't take the bait, we're going to feel better because at the end of the day, my goal is for all of you to feel okay, feel emotionally safe and happy throughout the holidays. So when someone brings up how you raise your kids or someone else starts uh, to talk about the politics surrounding COVID-19 or 
insert whatever trigger you've identified for yourself. We simply don't have to engage. One of my favorite quotes ever is, you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to. It will take a lot of willpower. I get it. But man, in the end, you are going to feel so okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.